Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. My name is Marley Silva and as always, I'm joined by my very beautiful co-host. Oh, it's a bit much, I think. Keely and Georgia Moy all the way down in Melbourne. I'm really not used to you, like... Using nice adjectives to describe. Well, I'm you. running out of adjectives. That's why. I yeah, do. Okay, fair enough. Um, how are we, girls? How were our weeks for starters? Gee, more. I'm good. It's the like longest we've gone without seeing each other in a long time, which is wild. Yeah, is that, so I weird. thought about it too, and I was like, oh. This yeah. is weird. It, there seems to be this emptiness in our lives. I said it to Jay the other day, which was the best of me. She goes, I haven't seen you this weekend. And I said, yeah, I feel like something's missing. <laughs> you know, it, it's been a, a bit of a quiet slash boring week for us, I think, maybe. Oh, I mean, work, very busy. Yeah, I've been really chockers with work too. In fun life things, yeah. Yeah. A bit, bit on the quiet side. Which is... um. Which is cool. This episode is going to be a pretty special one. We're going to kick off with a couple of, um, you know, obviously our MVPs and then a couple of top line stories that we want to talk about. But there's a big focus on something that's happening this weekend. Uh, it is the NRL's Indigenous round. It's also Indigenous round for Super Netball and um, Sir Douglas Nichols. Uh, round in the AFL as well, which is running over two weekends. So there's a big focus on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture over the next couple of weeks because it's also National Reconciliation Week. Keely and I are very proud Gabilaroi and Dungadi women. And this is something we really wanted to have a big focus on. So we've got some pretty amazing special guests uh, who are going to pop in and talk about what it means to them. And, you know, they're, I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. So we are so stoked to be able to bring you that. Um, but for now, we actually finally have a title for this segment. Um, <laughs> should I tell the story? I think that we should do the little yeah, okay. intro. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Can't remember which one is that sound, so we'll just give me a second. I can't. Yes, you can. <clears throat> Feedback feels with kills. Love that. Was that all right? That was good. Hectic. Okay. So my lovely, my lovely friend Mitch Parker, who's mind you, this is this might be his third shout out on the show. It's a bit excessive. We've got to get him on at one point. Yeah, he needs. Yeah, he'll love that. By the way, I'll get a message on Friday just so you know. He, this is all I get. Okay, in quotation marks, this is all he sends me. No context. Feedback feels with kills, and I'm like, what? And then I went, oh, yes, you're great. And he said, it's the only title that makes sense. It feels right. I said, okay. Thank you. So context being, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, um, Keely always gives feedback and we were talking about that we needed a title for this particular segment and Mitch has delivered. Yeah. No surprises there. Yeah, no surprises. So Kills, what is your feedback for this week? Um, well, that was the first feedback, obviously. Well done. Yes. Thank you. And the other bits of feedback were uh, really exciting, actually. A lot of uh, DMs came through after our episode last week from listeners who um, claimed that they came from YKTR. Claimed? No, sorry. <laughs> who said that they came from YKTR and they've seen what they've posted and they've given us a go and they backed us heaps. I'm going to read some of them out. First of all, obviously, shout out to YKTR for always providing for us <laughs> over the, the past two the weeks. The, the lads. Um, I've got one here from Evan. He said, first time listener coming over from YKTR. Great listening and like someone said, it's cool hearing from a girl's side of sport and they know what they're talking about. Keep going and keep growing. 
Yeah. We had another one from Kurt who said, best F yet. Love the conversation um, with Pretty Ricky and the chat that followed. Keep killing it. Great to see. And notice I'm, I am reading out the male ones. We do read out all of them, but I just think it, I wanted to highlight this week that um, it just shows like we're all about equality. We love talking about male and female athletes. Um, and I think it's showing that the listeners are both male and female, which I think is really exciting because that's what I wanted to achieve going into this. Mm. Um, another one from Will. You guys are gun, gun emoji. Love the banter with the lads, which was good. Um, and then <laughs> shout out to our lovely friends, Liam Curry and Timmy. Tyr- what is it? Tyrrell. Tyrrell. Oh, Tyrrell. my gosh. Sorry, Tim. George is correcting me and I've got no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, they sent us a message just saying they both listened to the episode and they've listened for the first time and they love it and they'll be long-time listeners and they can't wait for catch-up drinks. So shout-out to them, legends, mates, kings. Kings, kings, kings. That's it. Love that. That's great. I think that G has a bit of um, interesting feedback that we also got in in not such a positive light, don't you, Oh, yes, this is actually fun. This is the best. This is the best ever. Oh, I was so sure you were going to talk about it, Keely, but we got our first hate comment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, I actually forgot about it. It went straight over. Because, you know, when it happened, I was at work and you you guys had already spoken about it, commented, and then the comment left. So I didn't even get to, like, appreciate it for the moment it was there. I'm just like, why did you delete it? Yeah, come on. So, okay, Georgia, do you have the comment in front of you, the screenshot? Because that's the only way you can see it now. And for me, a hate comment, that is... That's a win. That, that's like, you made it. People are well, hating. Well, like, the comment no, we're back on was the way. fun. We're on the way, you know. Like, people are hating it. Yeah. And I love it. Because I love the context of this particular comment. So, an anonymous profile with no profile picture and the username King of Footy. The King of Footy, I should say. <laughs> Says, we get it, guys. You hang on to footy players for a bit of clout because you couldn't establish your own platform. Chill. And Marley goes back on the Chicks accounts. Our first hate comment, we really have made it. Grateful. And about three seconds later, he deleted it like the coward that he is. Very funny. I I just think for me, I don't even think that's a proper, it's not even a proper insult. Like, I'm not insulted by that. Yeah, because it's not true. But like, also... Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't hang off footballers for clout. Like, we happen to know people in the space and are friends with them, whatever. But, like, if you are making a sports podcast, as if you're not going to have your friends who are athletes involved in it. Like, I don't know, also, I just got insulted. No, also. It could have been better. Like, you could have said, like, oh, okay, like, we get it. You're just, like, trying to root footy players or something. Like, that would have been a bit better. Like, <laughs> that would have been a bit, you know, you're like, yeah, like, I don't know. But it, was, you know it just wasn't even no, good. This is what always gets me with online stuff. Like, why are you on our page? Yeah. Like, well, how did you get here? If you don't like us, that's cool. But, like, why are you here? Yeah. If you don't like what we do, don't listen. Like, I'm not paying you to listen. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and like, aren't we winning? If you are listening and looking, yeah, you've right? obviously had it. You've obviously had a stalk, mate, and you're obviously you've, you're jealous. You've heard of you're us. You're a little bit jelly. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. You're welcome anytime. You want to come back? That's fine. You also hate? That's fine. It's all good, man. Like, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's definitely a milestone moment to get your first hate comment. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, We're also five followers away from fifteen hundred. Just as a holy, well. Yeah. I was just going to say, on that note, you guys, um, the Chicks Instagram has officially taken over my Instagram. So if you want to follow me too, that's cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, everyone follow at 
oh. more, but with three O's. That's how you find George's Instagram. Or oh, it's also always in the show notes, so have a peep. Alrighty, off the back of that, it's around about time to get into MVPs. You're the real MVP. This is a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we all award someone or something our personal MVP title for giving us a bit of joy um, or just doing something that we think is pretty grouse. I'm going to kick off because we were just talking about online hate. We're talking about our first hate comment with a bit of, you know, we can laugh, right? Because it's not personal and it was kind of the sort of um, hate comments that you kind of like a little bit because it's funny. What I want to, who I want to give my MVP is an Instagram account I've actually spoken about on the podcast before because I'm such a massive fan. It's Athletes Are Humans on Instagram. You've probably seen it going around quite a bit um, over the last couple of days because the girl who um, runs it, I'm so sad I don't know her name because we've definitely spoken on Instagram quite a bit since she launched last year. Um, She's based in New Zealand and she's really just started this page because she loves sport and she loves you know, she's a big fan of a lot of athletes, but couldn't understand or fathom why so many of them cop this horrendous hate, not just from like trolls in their DMs and on their comments and things like that, but also from like mainstream media. She does a really, really good job of calling this stuff out. Um, you know, obviously last week when we had Jordan Ricky on, he was telling us about his own personal experience with this stuff. And this is something that we really personally hate. And I think most people hate to see anyone go through this. Um, but she has gotten quite a bit of traction the last couple of days because she's actually made these really quite confronting graphics of comments, kind of collages around, um, you know, particular pictures. So the one that went really viral was of Jack Bird, who is a Dragons player. And on Friday night, they lost um, after a field goal in extra time. And they've had, you know, it's been a tough season and, and whatever. And it's obviously there's a lot of pressure that gets put on a lot of athletes and things and he got quite emotional in the sheds and there were images of him crying and that went you know and was shared across all social media and things like that but the thing that blew me away was all these comments she's collected and put it all around there of what people had said to this picture of this young man crying obviously very upset people being like you're so soft blah 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 all this stuff really horrendous stuff that I just won't even bother regurgitating because it's just horrendous but she's done such a good job of naming and shaming these people because you should be held accountable if you're going to be horrible to someone but go and check out athletes are humans she's doing such a good job and we'll reiterate just don't be mean to people online my MVP is a really special one he's a really good boy his name is Ollie (laughs) oh My MVP this week is, um, well, kind of Jason Tamalolo as well, who plays for the North Queensland Cowboys um, in the NRL. He uh, played his 200th game and little did we all know, he was going to have his doggo on the field waiting for him, which is amazing. And Ollie was such a good boy in the really cute photos and it was just a beautiful moment. Anytime you can, you should get your dog involved. I can't believe people haven't done that before. I know. I can't believe it. Yeah, either. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful moment. Off the the back of that, forgot my honourable mention for this week, the queen that is laying on the bed behind us. Oh, yes. Speaking of dogs, it is our beautiful baby girl, Pipey, Piper, Princess Piper. We call her Pipey. She's not Piper. Um, The Kelpie who turned seven today. So she's a big girl. So dogs are the best. Yeah. Also. Get around dogs and dogs like go the doggies. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia. My MVP of the week 
goes to Olivia Taylor, who is a baseball player at um, in Utah for Bear River. And there's this crazy footage of her. This It's like the state tramps game. And the team that she's versing has just like smacked this ball quite literally out of the park. And Olivia Taylor like crashes through the fence and catches it on the field to get this girl out. It was really sick. What a woman. What a I saw this really cool um, video of a female baseball player trying to hit um, a ball like, did you see that? 25 miles per hour. Did we discuss that? I don't know, but I saw it and it was so cool. I don't know what 25 miles converts to. Um, but she was very athletic, so that makes me appreciate all baseball players. Love that. Yeah. And there was another one where the ball got stuck in her mask. That's what I thought you were talking about, Kelly. Oh. She goes in, oh, she, like, strikes out, but it gets stuck in, like, the cage part of her mask. Mask. Helmet. 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 Um. <laughs> it's COVID. It's COVID. It's got you saying mask. Scary sport. I played softball. We played softball. Yep. It was. I mean, I never got hit in the face. I got hit in the arm Ow. and that was painful. I collided with a girl when I was sliding through. Yeah, but you are, you are And uncombed. she cried because she hurt me. Oh, that's nice. And then we were like hugging. No, I remember I got hit right in the arm and it corked me bad. And I the, the umpire was like, walk. And I got to walk to first like, place. <laughs> I was like, ah. Hey, can I say, I wasn't bad at softball. Put that on the list of not terrible <laughs> sports that Marley was not terrible at. Softball. That's, swimming? That's the only swimming? thing on the list. Softball. Yeah, swimming. Swimming. Right. I was good at swimming. Yeah, I went okay. to zone. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I came second in backstroke. Yeah, yeah. And that was because I wasn't afraid to hit my head on the wall. And I always you got hit. a big head. I always hit it on the wall. Anyway, that's MVPs. <laughs> oh, my God. Touchdown! And now we come to Around the Grounds where we dive into some of the headlines from sports media that have come out this week that we just can't get out of our mind. And G, you have one to kick us off that you were actually staying out for late last night. Tell us about it. Yeah, last night at the time of recording, so it's Monday. So Sunday night Australian time was the Monaco F1 race, um, bit of an undercover F1 fan. Not many people know this about me, but I love it. I can't say I'm like super invested in like knowing all the teams and all the drivers and stuff, um, but big fan, huge fan of Max Verstappen since forever. My favorite thing about him is that when he drove his first F1 race, he couldn't actually drive himself to the race because he didn't have a road license because he was too young, but he was driving F1, which is hectic. Um, but yeah, Monaco F1 was on last night. Verstappen, my guy, won. It's his first podium there. Um, my guy. My guy. I love him. Um, Ferrari came second. I have never heard this guy ever in my life. Oh, no, he's so not Australian. Have you heard the name? Verstappen? <laughs> we only know Daniel Ricciardo. That's all. Um, no, he's, he's not Aussie. Um, but he was Ricciardo's teammate before Ricciardo left Red Bull. Um, anyway... Uh, Ferrari came second and Renault, who is Daniel Ricciardo's current teammate, came third. Um, it was a really good race. Monaco is like obviously the best one in the circuit. It's the most complex. 100%. It's like so obviously so glamorous. All the celebrities there. My favorite part was that Serena Williams waved the checkered flag for the race. And then they brought her into Max's interview post game. And he's like quite young and quite awkward and like not super loud or forthcoming. So this okay. interview is like... Post-race. <laughs> um, 
And this interviewer like brings her in and he's like, so do you have any advice for Max? Like you're obviously such a successful athlete. And she's like, um, I don't really think I'm qualified to be giving advice in this domain. And Max is just kind of standing there awkwardly laughing. But no, it was really good race. I stayed up to watch it. I was very glad that Max won. Daniel Ricciardo unfortunately didn't do so well. He came 12th, which means he doesn't get points for like only top 10 get points. But um, Gee, this is so yeah. fascinating to me because this is a sport I have never, ever even been remotely interested in. When I was but little, I wanted to be a you racing, want to be a ra- racing, racing car, car driver. Keely <laughs> didn't want to be that. But, but I think this is a perfect opportunity because I always want to learn. I always want to expand my sporting vocabulary. So what would be your selling point? What is the joy and, and what's the good thing about watching this stuff? Like why should I watch it? Sell it to me. <laughs> um. So I got into it only like a few years ago. A really good friend of mine is like very invested in it. So we, he used to make me watch it all the time. And then just over the years have like, like found my own interest in the sport. Um, What's the selling point of it? Dude, they're going so fast. It's fast fast cars, man. That should be exciting for you. You guys know how I drive. Um, And I think it's like, um, it's just like it's so much more technical than you ever think it is and like the teen drama. Well, my one to watch was going to be after this chat was going to be Drive to Survive on Netflix, which is obviously the docu-series that's going like gangbusters over the F1 in the moment. If you want to get into it, watch that. It'll make you want to watch the races because it just gives you so much hectic behind the scenes stuff. It's really technical, all the like different penalties and the way that they have to like be strategic about their tire changes and like, I don't know. It's just so cool. Some of the drivers are pretty hot, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I am sold. I'm sold. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) People who are probably like a lot more technically invested in it are listening to me probably being like, you have no idea what you're talking about. But it's really fun. It's really exclusive too. Like there's 20 seats in the F1 period, 10 teams, 20 seats. So like you have to be in the top 20. And then obviously it's such a prestigious sport. So like sometimes the best drivers don't get seats because people with money come in and give more money to the – cars and like you can buy seats it doesn't happen often but it happens like yeah this is why you have to watch drive to survive but um it like I don't know I just think it's like one of the coolest most different like exclusive sports and also like so it's so far beyond anything that I'll probably ever do well I mean to be a good metaphor for it then is Monaco which we've been very privileged We've been to Monaco. Is what <laughs> we're okay? trying to say. I just... Yeah, very lucky that we've been to Monaco and so cool straight away. You can see like the track and like how it's just the normal roads that they use and like yeah. insane. Not only does everyone in Monaco drive a freaking nice car, but yeah, you see the start line and stuff and we went past it and it, it's yeah. really cool place. We... But I feel like that's a selling point too, man. If you can be yeah. there for the atmosphere, yeah. that would probably change your perspective too. Yeah. Just like popping French champagne oh, on those beautiful cliffs. Oh, we were really God. lucky. We stayed with a family friend um, who's who insanely rich. Like so rich. And we got to go t- in his really nice car as well. Yeah, it's a lot. And anyway. he like drove us to Monte Carlo. It was amazing. So for that aspect, maybe I'd like to marry an F1 driver. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Yeah. I'd, I'd be putting I it thought it like really dangerous. Yeah. High risk. High risk. Big reward. No, Marley. Anyway. So Scotty James, our favourite Australian athlete, he dates Chloe Stroll, whose brother is Lance Stroll, who is an F1 driver. So his dad 
like he had a really good day um, rookie season, they call it. And like he has, you know, definitely earned his stripes now and come a long way. But probably one of the people who got one of the 20 seats maybe a bit before he should have because his dad bought one of the teams, owned one where he had his first seat and then has now bought into Aston Martin, I believe. So now Lance Stroll is one of the 20 drivers and they're like obviously crazy stupid rich and his sister is dating Scotty James. So yes, Marley, marry a Formula One driver. (laughs) Wow. It's interesting, man. Well, I do have I love it. And I want to thank you, George Moore, because this is very interesting to me. I'm going to go and watch this Netflix series now, not just to check out Scout. I don't know if if you enjoy this because I feel like... I know you pretty well these days. Oh, you really know I've, me. I know you for a long time, and I just okay. Well, yeah. do you think I'll think it's scary? I think you'll just be like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But okay, but I Whereas appreciate. Like, I'm like, yeah, drive past class. <laughs> yeah, are you do it in Yowie Bay in the bloody streets? Yeah, in the suburbs. Yeah, I'm a Formula One driver. And <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I appreciate it, Georgia, and I, I think that there will be others who have um, sufficiently been encouraged to go and check out F1. So the only other thing we really wanted to talk to you about on this week's episode is a very special round of the NRL that is kicking off tonight when it is released. This is Thursday night. It is the NRL's Indigenous round. This round is very, very special to us. For Keely and I as proud Aboriginal women and the daughter of an Aboriginal man who played in the sport. This is something that sits so close to our heart. And as we mentioned in last week's episode, I uh, do some work with Cultural Choice Association, uh, which is a charity that is run by Connor Watson, who plays for the Newcastle Knights. And it's a there's a big campaign that we've been working on with them that is also intertwined with this round. So um, the way that we wanted to do this is get in some voices of some uh, – Aboriginal players. So it's pretty special. The first chat we want to bring you is actually with our dad. Um, so yeah, the rocket. Over to you, dad. Rod Silver. Rocket Rod. Rod. Rodney. Uh, 100 and how many games of NRL? Um, 192. 192. <laughs> Missed out on that 200 milestone because he broke his jaw. I didn't break my jaw. Les Davidson did. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We'll get into the specifics. Um, seven years at... Roosters, which we don't talk about that often. Yes. Seven years at the mighty Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Yes. Greatest year of your life, 1995. Have, I don't know about that. Yeah, greatest <laughs> year of your life because September 15th, 1995, Marley Silver was born. Two weeks later, Rocket Rod scores the last try ever in, in the, the Winfield, Winfield Cup. Cup. And wins the premiership. Uh, we obviously know the stories against Manly, which is even better. Um, we're not here to do a biography lesson, yeah, though, yeah, are we? Yeah, let's move on. Um, <laughs> we're not even going to get into how often you get caught watching yourself on YouTube and your highlights. Um, shout out to no shout out to Kiwi Rooster um, and his highlight reel of, of Dad on YouTube. That's your wow. favourite. So the reason we wanted to get you on is because um, obviously you're a proud Aboriginal man um, and the way that Indigenous culture is celebrated in the NRL now has grown a lot. Um, It kind of didn't, from my understanding, Dad, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't really exist when you were playing in the same way that it it does now. It's kind of just there was heaps of blackfellas and whatever, but it wasn't celebrated in this kind of way, yes? You're right. And looking back at my time, I wish I had you know, the opportunity to mix with um, Jeff Hardy and Ricky Walford at the Dragons and, you know, Chuck Mundine, mm. 
they had a lot of black fellas. Um, and then, you know, the, the fellas that played for the Cowboys, uh, Johnny Doyle and John Buttergeek. Mm. Um, and then you had Gordy for the Broncos and um, Sid Domic. Um, I, I can't remember. Yeah, all, um, yeah. You know, Big Del Wendell. Yeah. Uh, is a bit after my time, but I played against him mm. when I was an old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just all those lads. Although Wendell got, because he's younger, mm. he got the experience. It, but all stars in that. Yeah, um, yeah, there was heaps. Yeah, yeah there what was, we're saying, there's always been a yeah, massive representation. Yeah, the guys right? when I played would have loved the concept, mm. and they would have really enjoyed, you know, just the time together and sharing mm. stories and doing our cultural stuff. Mm, exactly. Well, you know, the exciting thing about the Indigenous round of 2021 is um, you're getting to experience it and be a part of it in it you know, a different way, not as a player, but the Canterbury Bulldogs, the Mighty Bulldogs, have actually featured part of your story in this year's Indigenous Round jersey. So, you know, um, how do you feel about that? And, and what's it like you got to wear the jersey for the first time today? Yeah, very humbling. Um, Canterbury was a big part of my life, you know, a big part of our lives, I suppose, for, mm. s- for seven years. Doggies, bro. <laughs> so, um... um you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, we all grew when I was at the Dogs. Mm. Um, and the, it's, a, it's a very special club. Very proud moment, um, especially when I got the phone call from Luke and he told me that um, they wanted me to be the first one in this new concept where they were going to have a past player um, story featured. Mm. Um Regarding our culture and a current player, mm. but I because I think they've got a couple. Adam Elliott and Chris Smith are both featured on it, and I am, and I think Cleveland is, um, who I've known since he was a young boy in under six. The artist, yeah, yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland McGee, which is nice, it's yeah, a nice touch and. At least when I'm gone, at least he's loved the jersey that's... Oh, <laughs> can we not get like that? Jeez, no, you get so sentimental, eh? The older so... you get, you are so Wait, sentimental. Wait, can we just comment on the fact that he's drinking a peppermint tea right now? <laughs> hey, it's all about the herbals. No, oh. At least he just loved something. Yeah, no, we've also we're... got your premiership ring. Um, all, I shock on that, by all, the way. All the merch. I completely shock on the ring. No, I, I'm no, really I'm glad. Really, I'm, it's a really yeah, important week. Another um, really important part of it is... It gets gives me the chance to remember Nan and Pop, you know. Mm. Um, so, unfortunately, they're gone. But you know, all my cousins and my aunties and uncles that are alive would love that. Um, through me, they've been recognised. Yeah. You know, don't yeah, start talking really about nice. Nan and Pop because then I'll start crying. <laughs> no, but, oh, this is no. supposed to be happy no, talk. No, but but it is. It's it it means a lot. Yeah, and it'll be there for our family for generations to come. So, yeah. it's really nice and important. And the concept is that. I may be the first one, but next year it might be your McGrady or Willie Tonga or Jonathan Thurston or Benny Barber. I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, Gav Lester, you know, Tony Curry. Yeah. All, all the black fellas that played for the dogs. Um, because at it, the time when you were playing, weren't you like number seven ever, black fella that played uh, for the dogs? I think that's what I yeah, remember yeah, a couple of years ago they, they released that video. Seven, yeah. Like, yeah. I think they were saying something about seven. Yeah. But I think we've had others that, you know, for one reason or another, didn't people identify. Did, yeah, people, or people didn't know they were yeah. blackfellas, yeah, so yeah. they didn't really advertise it. Yeah, it's different times. Yeah, as well. different, different times, times. Um, unfortunately. But it's a really um, 
humbling thing to yeah. have you, you know, your story um, printed on a jersey of a proud club. Um, that'll, you know, be uh, go on forever and ever. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. would you um would you have loved your boots painted too? Oh yeah, in the day I would have. <laughs> that, that would have been nice. But all these things, you know, the indigenous um, um, Maori All Stars game and that concept is. Uh, we've gone up and watched it, and we know they do a lot of community stuff, and it's you see how the players are so passionate when they play. It's something I, I wish I could have been mm. a part of. Yeah. You know, um, I really love it for the players now playing. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Dad. We can't wait to watch you walk, thanks, walk the dogs out on Saturday before they get absolutely slaughtered by the Panthers. Um, <laughs> hey, bit of faith, man. Bit of faith. Okay, yeah. like, it's like that maroon jersey. You don't know the power of the blue and white jersey. Oh, here he goes. Here he goes. goes. All right. Everyone's expecting us to get hammered. They might get surprised. Okay, Ooh. I just love the okay. blind faith. It's the blind faith. And well, thanks, Dad. See you, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Dad. See ya. Massive thanks to the Rocket Man for sharing, getting pretty sentimental there um, and sharing about why this is so important to him. We really wanted to start with the past because it's, you know, of course there's, there's ways that we still need to go and how things can get better, but that's the theme of the jersey. Yeah, the past, the present, present and, and the future. future. And we've, we've, but we also wanted to talk about the fact that we've come a long way and to be able to have Dad celebrate this now and, and see that growth is really, really special. But now we have some very lovely friends of ours who are current NRL players who are very proud Aboriginal men who have lent their time um, to us to share what it means to them. So here's a few snippets from um, these wonderful guys. So... Over to them. Yeah. Nico, thank you so much for making the time to come on and have a bit of a yarn with us. Um, We wanted to get you on because this week we're doing a big feature on the NRL Indigenous round. Very special round to us and I'm imagining to you. So I guess my first question is just, um, you know, what does it mean to you and how do you feel about this this weekend? Yeah, well, firstly, thanks for having me on, girls. I've been looking forward to coming on this podcast for ages. <laughs> You've been waiting a long time, haven't you? He's a day one supporter. Long destiny has finally come to me. I'm a bit disappointed it's taken so long. but <laughs> Anyway, nah, um, yeah, it's a big round this weekend, Indigenous round, and um, something that's very important for myself and obviously a lot of plays in the NRL. And uh, I get to represent my mother this week, uh, this weekend, and that's something I'm really proud of and something she's really proud of and... Um, yeah, I love representing her and making her proud. And, yeah, it's just such a, a really important round in the NRL to recognise our culture and our people and um, put smiles on faces and people in the community. Yeah, it is. And that's the thing that you want to emphasise is um, it's so much more than a than a football game. Uh, we saw some pretty awesome uh, pictures of the jersey that you guys are wearing. Oh, the year. jersey's sick. Yeah. Can you it's tell us a nice. bit about it? Like who's designed it or what's the story there? Yeah, uh, Crystal, her name is. She plays in the AFLW for the Melbourne Demons. Oh, man. The uh, design agent this, this year, and she's done a tremendous job. And uh, if people want to know the background of it, they can go onto the Melbourne Storm website, I guess, or the Facebook page, and uh, they explain it pretty much step-by-step step on in all the um, 
the, the, the design on it. And I think it's a, about the Yarra River and the Melbourne people and um, the culture down there and the, um, the elders there, I think. And uh, it's put all the past Indigenous players' names on the back of it and present as well. So our names are on the back of the jersey, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, get, check them out if you want to have a uh, read of what it's about. And, and if not, buy it for us. As well, we're going to be auctioning our ones off. So if you want to buy mine, feel free. Oh, love that. Amazing. So on top of that deadly jersey, you're also going to be wearing some pretty special boots. Have you actually seen your boots painted by Boots for Brighter Futures yet? Because I know that there was dramas because they were there and then no one knew they were there and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, know. I don't know what happened. I think they got um, delivered to Hoppy and put in our team room. They've been in our team room for like three days and none of us knew about it so we finally got them and um yeah they're really good and the all the young uh, kids who've done them have done a tremendous job and every single one of the designs are amazing and um yeah we're all super grateful and i think every single player that had a look today has put a smile on their faces seeing it and that's what it's all about isn't it so um yeah they've done really well and i can't thank uh, these guys enough and Shout out to Connor and his family for doing a really good job there. And uh, Jody actually left me a message um, on one of my on in my booth, and um, yeah, I really appreciate that message. And um, yeah, it's going to a really good cause, so I can't wait to wear them as well. Yeah, she told oh, me she was so going nice. to do that because um, yeah, the artist who did Nico's boots was really inspired by the experience and has said that it's made him quite determined to um, you know set his path the right way. He's someone who's in the youth justice system. And, um, yeah, Jody was very uh, – thought that was really special and wanted to make sure you knew about that too. So that's really nice. That, oh, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's amazing. I think that's what we're all about. And um, that, that young fellow who's in the juvenile system there and he's um, done this and now he wants to go on the right path when he comes out and that's something he wants to do. So I, I'm so proud of him and hopefully he does that and um, goes on along the right path now. Yeah, I think it's so nice and exciting that you guys can have such a positive influence on these young kids. It makes me so happy. I'm probably going to cry a lot this weekend. <laughs> I've already cried. <laughs> cried recording yesterday. We're all crying. Yeah, we're all crying. <laughs> oh, too funny. Um, I think, like, the only other question I had is, and it is hard. Like, I know it's hard to, to explain to people who aren't Indigenous, like, what it feels like in a spiritual sense when you are getting to represent your people. But can you tell us what it's like when, when you're out there and, and you have something like that on you, like the artwork you're going to be wearing? Like you said, you're representing your mum. You know, what, what does it mean and, and how does it bring you strength? Yeah, I think, um, you know, you, you think about what's happened in the past with our culture and uh, with the longest living culture in the world. So um, just to represent that in itself is, is amazing and it makes you so proud that, I just wish, you know, sometimes other Australians who aren't Indigenous educated themselves a bit more so they were to know um, how everyone felt back in the day and how we feel to represent our people. And, um, you know, I, I've said in an interview last night, looking coming to meet Josh at a car here at the Storm and see how proud and how much he represents his people has just inspired me so much to, to want to be more outspoken and, and um, be very proud of who I am as well. And, you know, growing up, some people would question me and uh, I used to hate the, the, that feeling of uh, when they look at me and say, what, you're not Aboriginal, you know, you know that feeling. And, yes, uh, we know that one well. <laughs> and, that, and to get my papers and, you know, I want to give a shout to Mingaletta, who's at the Aboriginal Community Centre in, in Yamaya, where I'm from. They've, they've helped me and my mum out a lot and my brother. So, you know, to, to now to have those papers and now I'm in the NRL, I can prove to people that I am Aboriginal, which I shouldn't have to prove to people I'm Aboriginal, but I am. 
um, you know, just to, to throw it back in their face, you know, sucking. I'm representing my people. I'm running out to represent my culture, my mum, my mum's dad, who I never, unfortunately, got to meet. So, you know, it, it is hard to explain um, that feeling you get when you run out with those jerseys on, but it just gives you an extra kick and an extra boost to go out there and you want to do your best um, for, for your family and your people. And even just to, you know, there's people out in the out who don't really get the luxury of education or the, the luxury of the sport we have, put smiles on their faces to want to inspire to be like us. Is, um, yeah, you can't really explain that feeling and we get to do that every week. So um, especially this week, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, you're a great role model to the next generation and, um, you know, regardless of whether they're Aboriginal or not, I think that a lot of uh, young kids are looking up to you, especially the way that you have spoken out in the last, you know, 12 months about your own experience. And, um, yeah, it, it definitely brings us a lot of pride. You know, we're not little kids. I'm older than you, Nico, and I feel like <laughs> I'm looking up to you because it's it's beautiful to, to hear um, you talk like that. And it, it does mean a lot for the next generation. So appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for doing what you're doing. Legend. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well... Katoni Staggs, thank you so much for making the time for us. Um, welcome to Chicks and Balls, the podcast. We're really grateful that you're here. Yeah, very grateful that you're here. And I want to start uh, with an age-old question that we know pretty well. Um, could you tell us who's your mob and where are you from? Well, uh, my mob is um, I'm a Rajri boy from uh, Wellington, New South Wales. Um, down near Dubbo, not many people know where it is, so... Always say Dubbo, but um, yeah, two eight two eight area. <laughs> Represent the area, nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're getting a whole bunch of um, you know, Indigenous players on this week in the lead up to the Indigenous round this weekend. Unfortunately, you're still a little while out coming back from injury, so you won't be playing. But you know, you've played All Stars before, and if you've been a part of this, what does it feel like when you get to represent your culture out on the field? Yeah, you know, it's um, growing up, uh, especially in like an Aboriginal community. Um, you know, it's probably the best footy that um, that I've always wanted to play, and I think that uh, comes back with the Indigenous round as well. Um, you know, that's all. That's the one round that I always look forward to playing, and um, you know, just representing uh, where I'm from and my mob, and um, you know, it's just it's just a great round, and um, you know. To see all the uh, designs on the jersey, you know, means a lot. And, um, you know, the, the people that design the jersey put a lot into it. Um, they try to mix it up and um, add a little bit to where you're from as well. And um, I like that about that. And, yeah, I just think, you know, I'm a, you know I believe that, you know, a lot of a lot of these games and that are played and, um, you know, a lot of people get behind it as well. And um, you know, I love seeing... Um, you know, the Indigenous game and uh, this round as well. Yeah, it's it's really it's special. It's the best. We love it. Yeah. Uh, and I think, like, it's also something that I guess we want non-Indigenous people to feel like they can celebrate too. So what would your message be, I guess, to people who, you know, maybe don't know much about our culture or, or how much this round means? I think, yeah, with the people that don't really know about um, much about the Indigenous um background or whatnot, all the um, game itself is, you know, just take it, take your time and, uh, you know, Google or look up, you know, what it, what it means and, um, you know, no matter what colour you are, um, you know, you're always welcome into the, you know, Indigenous background and stuff and, um, you know, just sitting around uh, fires and stuff as well, you know, 
a lot of stories being um, brought out and, um, you know, it doesn't matter what colour you are. And, you know, you, the Indigenous is always um, welcoming other other colours into it. So you know, that's, that's the best thing about it. Yeah, one you know, That's a really nice way yeah. to put it, like take your time. Yeah. I think that's important. 100%. Like it's everyone's learning. We're all learning. I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, always, always learning. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's, that's really nice. cool. Um, Kills, you have other questions? Um, do you know anything about that? Look, you can't even take me seriously. <laughs> <laughs> We've never been serious, so this is weird. Um, that's why you guys make me do this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Marley, you ask. Um, do you know anything about the design of the jersey this year? Yours looks pretty mad. I saw the photos of um, you in them. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a little bit about it. There's like on the front. There's like a big, like gathering ceremony kind of thing, and then it's like usually it's the shape of football. It's oh, that's mad. Part, and then um, it's got um, like a footy post with uh, football going over it on the side, and then there's six stars on the jersey representing the six premierships that the Broncos have won. Yeah, cool. Um, and then. You know, there's like kangaroo tracks and stuff and all different other designs, but um, they're the main ones that, you know, that I really uh, I, um, noticed and that I've uh, got told about. Yeah, nice. Um, and I guess yeah. just one other question I just thought of then. Um, seeing as you're not playing, do you get a chance, like how's the chat amongst the boys? Like do you get a chance to talk to them if they're not really like – I feel like most of them probably are aware of all the culture things, but do you chat to them about it or do you chat to the younger boys if they're, you know, a bit unsure and things like that? Yeah, yeah, no, like, you know, I go, um, the boys got captains on tomorrow, so, you know, the boys have a meeting before they go out and do, um, you know, the, the bit of the skills that they have to do to be um, get prepared uh, against the storm. But, um, you know, there's got a couple of boys that are day born um, tomorrow, so, you know, and just, the debut in that jersey as well. Um, it's going to be, you know, big for their debut and plus an Indigenous round as well. So, uh, you know, I just like to be, uh, you know, talk about the jersey before they play in it and, you know, what it means to me and then what it should mean to them as well. So, um, so yeah, so I've got good opportunity to, to speak in front of the boys, which, you know, I'm proud of and um, that I can't wait to do. Amazing. It's so nice. Sounds like the Broncos do it well. Yeah. It's good. Well, yeah. It's a shame you're not going to be out there, but um, good I to know, know. You'll, you'll be lifting the boys. and um, You'll be out there soon, but a few weeks away, surely. Yeah, not far. I think I've still got about five weeks to go, so I'm hoping to get back against Sharks. Um, Home stretch, baby. Yeah, I think it's July the 4th, I think, maybe. Yeah. So, not far off. Not far off at all. Well, well, good luck with it. Hey, keep doing your rehab, all right? <laughs> From the physio. <laughs> A massive thank you to all those lovely young men who, yeah, the boys who got on and, and talked about it. We can tell how much it means to them. And um, for those players who are wearing boots from Boots for Brighter Futures, they are incredible. You guys would have seen it on our Instagram this week, and you should go and check out. Um, Cultural Choice Association's Instagram as well and find one that you might want to bid on because they are up for auction from 6pm tonight. That's 6pm Thursday before the Storm game kicks off. These boots are available for auction. I think it's going to be quite competitive, some of them, so you want to jump in nice and early and they will be up until 
next Friday at 8pm. So get in there and get amongst it now. And (laughs) in doing so, you're going to, you know, not just be celebrating around and and purchasing some beautiful art, but supporting Aboriginal kids, mental health and youth suicide prevention. And now we come to our final segment of the show, our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, events, or even a Netflix show that you should be watching for the week ahead. I'll kick us off. Um, this nice, one, Marley. Like that initiative yeah, from you. Just you know, stepping up to the plate, eyes up footy, all them things, right? Um, oh, I, I don't think you played eyes up footy in your life. <laughs> I don't think I have either. <laughs> My one to watch um, is really powerful um, video that I saw. From the YKTR boys. I know we talk about them all the time, but the content is so good. You can't not. Their show show and go chat that came out this week, Ice um, talks quite passionately about the hate that players um, cop online, you know, as we spoke about earlier in the episode. It's, um, yeah, just a really powerful reminder. It's a little IGTV on the YKTR sports page. Highly recommend you go and watch it. And you know what? You know why I'm recommending things? Because you know who recommended it to me? Who? Deb Silver. Wow. Deb Silver, mum, a.k.a. mum, is a big fan of the YKTR boys now. She's into it. She's into it. She was like, this is amazing. This guy, he's speaking facts. It was ice. I was like, wow, mum, cool. That's really cool, man. Nice, Deb. It's cool even. Don't. We nearly went a whole episode without (laughs) saying it. Nearly one whole episode. (laughs) Killy, what is your one to watch? My one to watch. I accidentally have two. I just thought of another one. But it's like a side note one. Anyway, the the main one is uh, it's coming out next week. Premieres June 4. Um, It's the Cody Simpson documentary, which is going to be on Amazon Prime. It's called Head Above Water. Um, It's a four-part doco series for his uh, journey to the Olympics, which is really cool. So there's actually some other amazing Aussie Thanks, swimmers Miles. who were featured in, in yeah, this doco series, including us. Carl Chalmers, who you remember was the schoolboy in Rio. Yes, remember no, the I whole know. school yeah, watched yeah, him yeah. and he won gold. Yes, I remember. Bronte Campbell, no introduction Duh. needed there. And the one, the only, Ian one Thorpe. of my childhood heroes. You're yelling into the microphone. Ian Thorpe. Um, my other thing is just like a nerd thing from Gilly. The Friends reunion comes out this Thursday when the podcast comes out. I'm about it. Get amongst it. Get amongst. You don't it. know friends. Don't know. Who are you kidding yourself? You ever? You knows are friends. kidding yourself. And the reunion's gonna be really sad. Anyway, that's all. Roger. Um, I also have. Well, I I touched on earlier in the episode Drive to Survive, on the F1 docu series on Netflix. Get around it. I promise it'll make you want to stay up to watch the F1 races for the rest of the season. It's such a good show, and also massive clash in the AFL this Friday night. Doggies versus Melbourne Demons, number one and two on the ladder, both only lost one game apiece. It's going to be big. It's going to be big, so I recommend tuning in. And also, I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere in New South Wales while it's happening, so maybe send me some updates because I doubt I'll be watching. Where are you going? Yeah. Shout out Dim and Mitch getting married this weekend. Very exciting. exciting. You guys really need to go and follow Georgia so you can see the wedding content and support her <laughs> at g.more with three O's. Just sell her, sell her one more time. At g.more with three O's. She's single. She's going to look hot at the wedding. You want to be about it. She hates me so much right now. <laughs> We should do. No. We like shouldn't. A whatever, no. Whatever. Thing? You, no, we shouldn't. And like. No. Pimp- no, 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 no. We're not doing that. I'm envisioning it. We could do a segment. Okay. Each week. 
and she can like go on Zoom dates. Oh, and we'll be there listening. Yeah. And we'll be like, yeah, gee, say this. Oh, no, sorry, Georgia. I'm expecting that you're as desperate as I am. I'm not desperate. You are not. Don't pretend that I'm the only single one here. You're making it sound like I'm selling my soul. No, we're, we're all extremely like single, but I just got excited. Some are, some are less forward than others. And also, I, I feel... Some are me. Anyway, guys, if you if you think that there could be a Chicks and Balls bacheloress, No. Get in the DM. No. <laughs> Petition for it. Do it. If you made it this far into the episode, I reckon you'd be about oh, it. Every week you say this. Like or if, maybe we you could make just... it this far into the episode, have a bit of faith, man. Thanks for getting to this part of the episode. As every single listener does. Yep. I do. And I listen. I listen on Thursday like the listeners. Do you? Yeah, don't you? No. Georgia does. No, you don't. I do. Yeah, but I give us five stars. You're a full on Every time. (laughs) Five stars. Five stars. We have five stars consistently because you're the only one who's voting. (laughs) Well, you can only do it once. No, I mean like. One we person have 21 five stars. Do you know that? Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. We hope that you've enjoyed this, our 12th episode of Chicks and Balls, the podcast. If you are enjoying it and you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button. Also check out Chicks and Balls official pump-up playlist, which is also on Spotify. If you're listening on Apple Actually, Podcasts. Actually, in, in saying that, if you've got another good pump-up song, hit the DMs up. Mate, our DMs are so wide open, man. Come in. Oh, oh, yeah, it's so, like, free, man. Just send a message, man. That's what you sound like, man. I'm just sorry. I got my triple J came back. Triple yeah. J came back. We don't oh, need triple J. PTSD. PTSD. Stop it. It's an absolute turn. Molly, are you talking about the chick's DMs or yours? Because <laughs> I mean, both are pretty open, I don't know what she's advertising right now. <laughs> anyway, on Spotify, hurry up. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button if you are absolutely frothing on it. Then give us a five-star rating. Leave us a comment even. It would mean the world to us. It would. It really would. It Um, would. No, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Georgia, why don't you live with her? You know where we're at. Follow us on Instagram, at Chicks and Balls Pod. Don't follow Molly. Thanks for thanks for um, hanging around. We love you guys. And other than that, why do you always have to have the last say? Why can't I have the last say? Well, because you say catch you next time. Go on, yeah. catch you next time, guys. Have a good week and um, be nice to your mates. Have a drink. Have a shot. Drink responsibly. Oh my god, no! I get the last say this week. <laughs> you psycho. Actual, don't. Molly, you're the best. <laughs> you're so annoying. Molly's the best.